You're listening to RTI Audio, powered by Rocky Top Insider. This is Pancakes and Bacon with VFL, Tyler Kerbison, and Reed Bacon. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Pancakes and Bacon. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curvison, joined with Reed Bacon. We got a great one today. We are talking Dijon Terry entering the transfer portal. Both of us are kind of bummed about that, but we just got a new recruit in Peyton Lewis, and we break down his film and tell you how excited we are for him and uh, blue chip running back coming in. So before we get into any of that, if you guys are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and leave a comment. If you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download, uh, and follow us on all of those listening platforms that you might use. Uh, also, follow us on social media, uh, at Pancakes and Bacon for our main account on Twitter, at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. Uh, to follow Reed, it is at rbacon26 for him on Twitter, and then at Kyler Kerbison for myself on all social medias. So check us out there. Uh, but yeah, let's jump into this uh, great pod. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, got a great pod today. Um, not so great news. Uh, we have Dijon Terry entering Transfer Portal, and but we are breaking down some film on a recruit. So before we get into any of that, though, uh, Reed, how are we doing, bud? Double sevens, you beautiful man. Happy Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day weekend. We are filming Memorial Day uh, morning. So we did it on purpose because we wanted to wait. We've learned a little bit over the year, too. We, <laughs> yeah. If there's a uh, there's a big recruiting weekend, we decided to, to not record on a Saturday or Sunday. So uh, which is great. We're excited to talk about Peyton Lewis, the running back. Um, yeah, bummer uh, about Dejon Terry, but before we get into that, uh, like I said, happy Memorial Day weekend. Um, a massive, massive, massive shout out to not only the vets uh, and the active military, uh, but their families um, working for Orion Talent, uh, a staffing company that is specifically for military veterans and, and, and military spouses. It's uh man, they're those are the most special of the special people out there. They are uh, they are incredible. So, uh, but anyways, I just wanted to say that. And uh, yeah, how, how's your weekend been? Uh, not bad. Um, enjoying the long weekend. Uh, you know, gives you a little bit more time so that we can do this on Monday, uh, which is nice. Um, got to play some golf. Over the weekend, which I haven't done in a little bit. So that was nice. It was only like nine holes, but uh, still had a good time. You know, I still count on those like four or five shots that get me through. Uh, I literally, I can count them down as I go through it. I'm like, oh, there's one. Like, look at that recovery shot I just had. Like, there's one off the tally. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm only going to get four or five today. Like, let's use them wisely. <laughs> um but yeah, so it was it was fun to get back out there. Everything else, I mean, we're just relaxing. Uh, you know, I'm recording now. Brienne decided to go to the flower, go to the plant shop, maybe look for some more plants. So we're enjoying our uh, our day off today. Did you go? I know you said you were going to go look at some jobs. Did you go around to any of your job sites today? 
No, didn't go around any today. Um, they're kind of nothing's happening. Yeah. So it was, it was just going to be kind of a check-in, but I did that a little bit at the end of the day on Friday. So I felt all right about it. So didn't end up going in, but me and Brianne, like still woke up early, went and worked out. Then me and, uh, me and Brianne went and like had a coffee and sat down and like, you know, I got a bagel and she got a little wrap and, you know, just nice. enjoy the morning. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great morning. That's a great morning. Would you, would you work out? <laughs> I worked out legs. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm about doing a lot of kettlebell stuff with legs lately. I'm about to, uh, I'm about to, after this, I'm going to go run and then go in and do a little full body, little full body, just get a nice little sweat, feel good after, uh, I'm not a big drinker, but a couple of days of a couple of adult beverages. And <laughs> did you go a little go a little ham yesterday? No, I did. No, I no no no. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I had like maybe three on Saturday, but that's not many. And it was throughout the day, so maybe maybe four. And then it's more one. than typical, so it kind of got you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's definitely more than typical for me because I'm just not like I said a huge drinker. But it was, uh, uh, but it was nice being Saturday was great weather for the Knoxville Open, so. My parents, our neighbors to the left, and then the two neighbors to the right, everyone, that, that like our four families, put in money. We put up tents, uh, invite a bunch of people, come through, drinks, food, uh, tons of food. So, uh, well, tons of drinks, too. But it's just a good time. So seeing a bunch of people, yeah. um, talking to people, and then getting to go and walk and watch the golf. And, um, you know, and then Sunday, Meg and I went to church. And then uh, we didn't really walk yesterday. We wanted to go post up on 18 so you can kind of watch them come in and finish. Yeah. Which we did a little bit of that on Saturday too. But yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, you know, those guys are on the corn Ferry tour. Uh, I mean, you got a couple guys that are some big, big names. If you're golf people like Camilo Vajegas is out here. I mean, a guy that's been on the tour and has, you know, lost his card. I mean, guys made, $25 million playing golf in his life. And he's out here at Holson Hills. Yeah, and, I know. He's in Knoxville. And, yeah. And he's in Knoxville just trying to grind to get back to the PGA. And then you got Tommy, uh, two gloves, Ganey. You got Boo Weekly. I mean, Boo Weekly was a Ryder Cup in 2008. So, I mean, these are some of those guys that I remember when I kind of started watching golf. So it's cool mm -hmm. to see them up close. And then again, even the ones that you might not know their name, they're incredible. Yeah. I mean, they're freaks, bro. Like they're freaks how good they are at golf. So it's uh fun to watch that. Um, uh, but yeah, really, really good weekend. Um and uh yeah, and then uh yeah, excited to excited to talk some shop. So what what's your thoughts on uh DT? Let, let, actually hold on, before you say this, I, I I know this for a fact. This is the first transfer that is pulled at you and I's heartstrings at all. You and I, I usually I would say so. If you and I, if someone transfers, you and I are both, we're like, deuces, see it, get out, we don't need you, or you screwed up, or, you know, whatever, like, see ya. But th this one, I know, hurt you kind of like it hurt me. Definitely hurt. Um, I think, you know, the biggest part about that is we have talked multiple times about the depth of the defensive line. And Dijon transferring in, I thought he fit – a mold so well for us. Um, and when I really like look back on like transfers out of the D line and look back on what we have experienced watching practice and watching after practice and how 
and who Rodney Garner is, it's very much like if there is a prima donna that comes and has to be coached by Rodney Garner, like not surprised if they transfer out, like because of the way he coaches, how hard he coaches. And then you look at the list and you're like, not many guys are leaving. Most of them are staying and they're staying for a reason. They're staying because Rodney knows what he's talking about. And like, I get it. Like he's actually trying to make me better. Um, And I guess Dijon just saw it as I'm not going to be a starter. No, no, I can be a starter. No, I saw a bunch of stuff. Now we don't know because you obviously haven't talked to people. I haven't talked to people. I'm assuming we'll talk to people when we go over practice in about a month or so. But supposedly DT had to leave because of family stuff, which which is makes it even worse. Like supposedly his his mom is potentially sick. Maybe his sister's not doing all this is Twitter. I have I have no idea if this if any of this stuff is true, but it was like multiple people because a couple people came out and were like, Oh, prima donna, see you later. He's gonna go try to get a bag. And then there were multiple people defending, like, no, that's not the case. Like, and that's one thing that you and I do. We will not speak on something and give a BS opinion if we haven't been told it from someone that we trust. Yeah. Um, or that it's like known fact. And so um, yeah, I just want to let you know. Obviously, you've been off the grid, so you you didn't know that. But I mean, I, if it if it is a family thing, it's just it, it makes it more devastating because you know that Dijon isn't trying to be a prima donna or like trying to look for other things. Like he really wants to be on this team, he just can't. Yeah, uh, and it like it sucks for him and sucks for us. And um, you know, I I start to look at interior D linemen that we still have on the team. And it does worry me. Like, it worries me the depth that we have. Of, like, of the guys, you got Amari, Bryson Easton, Tyree West, Elijah Simmons, Dominique Bailey, Karat Garland, and Omar Norman Lott. That's six dudes. You need two of, you need four of them to be all on the same level, no drop offs. And that's not like an easy thing to find. Um, I, that part of it, because I, because as I was going through the roster, I'm like, damn, we got some DNs. Like we got guys outside linebacker DN guys that are good. They see, can be really good. I see. I I I I like DT as a player, and everything that we've seen at practice all the games that we've rewatched and, and broken them down. I thought DT is a darn good player. Yeah. Um, and I thought he was a really, really good piece. Um, great for rotation uh, practice. I always thought he did well. People we talked to like DT thought he was a good player, but where I disagree with you is even though I hate it, I hate, I hate it. I hate it losing it. And especially, obviously I hate it if it's because of he, you know, he wants to be, or, especially if it's because of family reasons and yeah. he needs to go be with them. I totally respect that. But yeah, it stinks for a kid. That's like, if, if this is true, like I did want to be at UT and I just have to leave, then that's heartbreaking, man. That, that sucks. Um, and so I hate that for him, but I, I did pull up when I saw Ryan uh, put out on Rocky top insider, like on our, on the Twitter page. And it was a good article that he wrote. But I, when you think about this, Obviously, we have Amari Thomas, but then they're going to re- rely on Omar Norman Locke, Rock Garland, Bryce Nishan, and Elijah Simmons. That doesn't even talk about a Tyree West or maybe another young guy like a Jordan Phillips if he's come a long way. He's kind of like I, – I actually forgot about him until I was thinking about this. And Yeah. 
I personally feel like that they're still fine. Now, if you yeah. got an injury or two there, which usually something happens, then I'll get, I'll get nervous. But I think right there, you know, Omar, Karat, Bryce Neeson, Elijah, Omari, and then Tyree West. I mean, that's six. That's six good dudes. And 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 you know, the thing is, like, we've talked about it so much, and Hypel talks about it all the time. But it's not even if you got one or two dudes. It's you got to have one or two dudes and then like three or four or five semi dudes. Like you were talking about to rotate in and that's mm-hmm. where it really hurts. It might not have been like, Oh, a De- DeJean Terry's going to come out this year and have all these tackles and pressures and yeah. TFLs and sacks like huge numbers. But it's the fact that it's those little things that he does. Like when we're rewatching a game and it's like, you know, it's like a middle of the second quarter, and it's like it's like he got he came into the game. He had a lot of energy. He came off the bench, so he was able to take a double team, and Beasley went free and made the tackle. Exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. That's all we want you to do. Yeah. 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 Or like I was going to say, like a, a second and three, and he stops it, and it's third and three now, and it's just like stuff like that. So I always thought that he was a really good player, um, you know, and I and I really hate it for our depth. Uh, because the more you have, the better you are. Everyone stays fresh. Yeah. But I still feel like I'm not devastated on like, or I'm not, uh, I'm not super worried. Like, oh my gosh, this really crushes our rotation. We still have. We, I see what you're saying. We're, we're 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 in much better shape than we were a year ago, and even definitely. Two years ago. So definitely, that, yeah. But it still worries me that like I kind of feel like I know who Elijah Simmons is at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. You I know, agree. I agree, and I. Don't really know what you know Norman Lott can get to. So like that, just like two guys that are going to be rotational guys. That I mean, that makes me nervous. Like I look at Elijah and I'm like, all right, I got you for two plays. Like you're just gonna be worn the hell out and not gonna be able to like keep up well, with anything. About, like the thing about Elijah depends on, and I noticed this when we went back and watched the pit game. It, it, the really thing about Elijah is I think he's come a long way with his body and his conditioning and things like that. I think it's more about the offenses that we're playing at the time. He's not going to be in there if it's a bunch of spread. You know, spread, spread you out north and west, but he played a good amount against Pitt because Pitt would line it up under center and run it, especially when the quarterback went out. So he, he got some good some good run there. Um, yeah. And that's a, that's a fine point. I agree with you that we know who Elijah Simmons is, but – Maybe I'm a little bit more high on Omar Norman Lott to kind of step in and play that DT role, but I get where you're coming from. You're like, Reed, I haven't seen it in the game yet. Like, yeah. Let, let me, but but I still think Karat Garland's a good player. Bryce Neeson came on well last year. We both love Amari, and then Tyree West. How I, it's a shame I forgot about him as a true freshman coming in and playing well. He he's got super nice potential. Mm-hmm. Um. So so yeah, bummer for sure. First 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 transfer you and I are bummed about but uh my biggest thing is I just hope that him and his family's okay because that's that's scary stuff yeah you never yeah you never wish that upon somebody it's just like him having family issues and like literally you can't do anything about it and then like you have to leave like your dream spot or like where you thought you're like hey I have a chance here I have an opportunity you know at Kansas it wasn't that and then now all of a sudden he's like I have to go it's just yeah. It's yeah. just heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. Well, uh, best of luck to him and and, and his family. Uh, let's go do some good news. That's right. 
a new commit. This puts Tennessee um, top 10 in recruiting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are, I'm on just 247. You guys know how I am. I pick a different one when I Google and just click. So this brings Tennessee to number eight, but we are the highest ranked SEC team besides Georgia. Totally fair. Two-time national champs. They have the best hotbed in America besides yeah. the other team that's in front of us and LSU at number five. Um, so if we can stay in front of some of those other teams, that's uh, a darn good feeling. Racking uh, up the four stars. Obviously, you know, Bama is going to – they're not going to stay at 16th. They're no, going to make a push. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, let me give you the uh, the little rundown of, uh, of Mr. Payton, and then I want to hear your thoughts on the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so 6'1", 190. He is a four-star that they have him on 247 Sports. Um, he's the number 11th player, number 11th running back for 247 Sports. He's number 15th on the 247 Sports composite. Um, and then uh, a great laundry list of offers, um, blue chip offers for sure. So Tennessee, Bama, uh, Auburn, Cincinnati, Colorado, uh, Duke. Trooper Taylor's at Duke, huh? That's funny. Uh, Florida, um, Kentucky. I'm reading just some of the bigger ones. Miami, Michigan State, North Carolina State, Northwestern, Penn State, South Carolina, uh, West Virginia, Wisconsin, uh, Virginia Tech. So, Virginia kid, and we got him over Virginia and Virginia Tech, which people might be like, well, yeah, of course. We're in the SEC. We're a better program. I mean, hell, we're a 27-point favorite against Virginia. But sometimes the hometown teams. Oh, yeah. Oh, it makes a difference. Um, yeah. So, uh, Speedster, uh, an absolute burner. When you, I love when the first thing I see <laughs> on a running back on Twitter is a t- is a one hundred meter. Yeah. Poking people. So, uh, but anyways, what do you think of the film? Uh, speed. I, I loved that part of it. I mean, there were multiple plays where it was like a safety had the edge on him, and he was just like, "No, I'm going." Um, especially on the kickoffs, kick returns, punt returns. Those were very impressive. Um, And his patience in finding blocks, absolutely love it. That is one thing as an offensive lineman I want in a running back is like, do you understand what we are doing? Do you understand what blocks we are trying to complete? Do you understand that I'm trying to reach this man or that I'm trying to dig him out? It's just – if running backs don't see that kind of blocking scheme or like understand what you're trying to do with the defensive player, then they can't read off of you. I think he does a very good job of staying patient. I would say there are plays in there and I'll put them in of like reminded me of, you know, it's not this high tier, but Le'Veon Bell, the little just hesitation and hit hesitation and hit um, and just finding those open lanes uh, I love the size of them. I think 6'1", 190 is like a perfect size for a running back. It's not too big. You're not Brandon Jacobs, but it's not too small where I'm like, you're going to get depleted if you go out there. Um, and it's like thick. For how fast he is, that's that's a good weight. 190, that's really fast for 190. Uh, let me jump in here real quick, too, just on the weight part. I, I thought the exact same thing because 6'1", 190, you're going to come in 
and then after two or three years or even after your first year and you're hitting a weight room and, and, and nutrition and food at a college program, he could get to that like 202 to 205. Yeah. And that like, is. Tell me, tell me, tell me, six one two zero five isn't the size you made your running back on Road to Glory and NCAA. Like it's like the perfect like medium size of six one two zero five for your running back. It's just like it's not small. He's not huge. He like he looks like a running back. I would just make mine like six eight four hundred ninety (laughs) nine. No, if I really honestly, if I really did a running back, mine was always like six two two forty. (laughs) <laughs> did you make him a bruiser or give him some speed he was like a we're gonna call him an all-purpose back but definitely more on the power side there you and, go okay you know, so uh um, but uh can you yeah I, I i he does you know he's breaking arm tackles he's not getting tackled easily um again i don't think he put his best plays at the beginning i hate uh, which is just so aggravating but um the one, the only thing that I am almost hesitant about him is the offense that he runs. Like the fact that he is lining up seven yards behind the ball, he's taking it with a fullback blocking in front of him. He's got this time for the blocks to set up. That was one of like the hardest things for Derrick Henry when he first came to the NFL. And us Titans had Marcus Mariota, and it was spread and in the shotgun, and he's standing right next to Marcus, and he's trying to hand it off that way. And then, like, it just didn't work for Derrick Henry. That's just not who he is. So then we're like, hey, you know what? We're just going to lean on this this guy. We're going to lean on him. How's our offense going to set up? We're going to put him seven yards in the backfield. We're going to give him a fullback. We're going to, you know, run counter and power and maybe a little toss zone. Like, once you're able to work around that guy, it 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 flourishes their talents. And I just don't know. Obviously, like maybe they've seen him at a camp or they've seen him at a seven on seven. And Buddy's got route running skills, like just juking dudes out in the open space. And it's like, okay, like we're gonna be fine. But that timing that he has to get down from going from next to the quarterback shotgun reading your blocks to seven yards back getting a running start and reading your blocks is going to be different for him it definitely is and i think that like that first year he it's going to be the learning curve it's going to be a little bit of that learning curve but that's fine because this hey speed talks like you can't take a speed away from him he's fast as shit athleticism is there he doesn't go down easily he actually does catch his balls on wheel routes that we saw in his film. Um, you know, we don't see necessarily the screens like he will be doing in this offense. That's what our running backs do. But it's still like, hey, he's got sure enough hands. He's not he's not brick hands at all. Uh, so I feel like, and it's, I mean, it's obvious. If, if, if Heupel and this coaching staff believe in this kid, they're like, I cannot wait to see what I can do with him. Like, it's almost hypo views these guys as like, look at this new piece I can put on my board and what I can do with it. It's like he's playing Dungeons and Dragons out there. He's like, I just got a wizard and he's awesome. Okay, you nerd. I've never played Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Get it. 
No, so so a couple things. I it's funny how you know two people can can look at something differently. I saw the offense, and I thought a little bit about what you said, but I I thought the offense in a way was like kind of kudos to him because you can tell it's like, and and respect to the coach too. I always respect the high school coach when I see nowadays and they're running a wing T, a triple option, or like an I formation, or even you don't see many pro style. You usually see something like this I formation, and I'm like yeah. okay. Respect because everyone else wants to run a spread. So, but I took it as like kudos to Peyton because everyone knows who's getting getting the ball. They're, That's true. They got an I formation. They're going to pack the box, and it's like we're going to run it. And can you stop it or not? So the guy, the guy's got eleven people that are keyed on on him. And mm-hmm. so the fact that he can. St- and matter of fact, when I was watching it and I thought about that, I wanted. I tried to go find his highlight or his um his stats and I couldn't find it anywhere, which was pretty surprising to me. I'm like, you know, Max preps had like some of his stats, but it was for one game. So it wasn't for a season. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird. But anyways, um, the other thing is too, before I start talking about him as his run is it's important for a running back to be able to catch the rock out of the backfield. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times there's some guys who are damn good running backs that, that can't do it. And I think that's where, Besides the overall speed, balance, uh, vision, and all that can make you elite, like a a, a Bijan, like a Bijan Robinson or Jamar Gibbs, yeah, in the NFL. Um, but then the other ones are really good, but they might have lack one of those pieces. Like we had, I've played with a couple of running backs that if you could get the ball in their hand, they were awesome. But if you try to throw it to them, I mean, it was it was brick hands. It was like it just didn't it didn't it didn't compute to their brain. Now you're talking about Derrick Henry early on, and the other thing about Derrick uh, was he didn't pick up his uh, run blocking and got Marcus killed a couple times. Pass block, we, yeah, his pass yeah. blocking was pretty atrocious. Yeah, and we still had Demarco Murray at a high level. He play. also he also struggled trying to catch out of the backfield well, too. Well, that, that's what I'm bringing up. I'm bringing yeah. up besides his lack of um, uh, protection on the at, on the then franchise quarterback. He was not good out of the backfield. There's still times where. It'll be a, a throw to him, and I kind of like get my catch my breath because if he catches it like he did last year against you know whoever else or two years ago against the Buffalo Bills or against the Jacksonville Jaguars, it's like they run that little actually the game that we were at one of we were struggling on offense and they they uh, threw a little screen to him and he took it like sixty yards and it's like I hold my breath every time he catches it and then when he catches it I'm like okay we're good to go mm-hmm. and for for Peyton very very nice clean hands catcher which I, and that's one thing I noticed like. They, I only saw the two real wheel routes, but he comes out, hand catches it. It looked very smooth and smooth and effortless. So I was happy to see that. Yeah. Um, I hate that some of these plays on on like, obviously he's a dog. Obviously he can go wherever he wants. So he's probably not putting his own highlight tape together. But <laughs> he's right off the rip. I'm like, why are we showing a 22 yard run here? Like, what's going yeah. on? He's literally showing a 22 yard run, and then like six minutes into the. The thing he shows another like forty yard run where he breaks four tackles. I'm like, why the fuck is this not at the beginning, dude? Like I said, because I think some of these guys that are just on the higher level that can go anywhere they want. It's just like they're they. It's probably hut. I mean, I never had huddle, but it probably they, kind of, they probably but, literally just go. All right, here's the ones from the first game. Yep. Here's the ones from the second game. Here's the ones from the third game. That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's exactly what I was gonna guess. Is they just do it like you know, just like that and let it go. Um, okay. So cu- a couple things. I think he's a, obviously I love to see the speed. Um, you see that on Twitter and he's moving. And once mm-hmm. again, 
he's moving at 6'1", 190 right now. Even if even if that weight's not true, maybe if he's really only 180, 185, that is still moving. That's not a that's not a Dylan Sampson that you and I have seen up close in person and is a little mm-hmm. guy. We love Dylan. Yeah. He, he's little. And so it's like when you get speed on someone bigger like that, it's even more impressive. Uh, he's definitely a one cut type type guy. Yeah. You know, and and uh, this is for me, and I and I'm trying to relate to see if there's other fans out there. They see oh, a four star running back, pretty highly ranked, kind of a blue chip, and so immediately, not fair to him. I'm like, oh, is this the dog that I've been waiting on? That is the elite elite running back in this offense. And I'm watching. I'm like, no, I think he's really good, but I don't think it's where. You hand him the ball, and he literally can house call anytime he touches it, break a gajillion tackles, amazing balance, got 5,000 yards rushing in his career, or, yeah. you know, or you know what I, what I mean. And so that's not fair to him because then I watch it. I'm like, this kid is a fantastic football player. Um, but it really is – he's going to one-hit you and, and, and burn it. I thought his balance uh, was, was pretty good, his break tackle – you know, got better as the highlight film went on. Um, so I think he's really good. Now, I said, you know what, Reed? What, what do you want? What are you wanting here? Like, you know, like it's as a as a as a dream, as a fan. I'm dreaming, like I said, of the elite of the elite. And so I'm like, well, let me go see who some of the other guys are. Kyler, unless I'm missing something, there's actually not a five star running back right now in college recruiting. So there, it's in number, that class. Yeah, number one right here is a Taylor Tatum. 5'10", 205 um, from Texas. And then you got a guy from, you know, Jarrett Gibson, four-star, 5'10", 200 from IMG Academy. So it's like, okay. It's like, that's impressive that there's only, you know, 10 to 15 guys ahead of him. Um, and only two in his position? No, 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 no. All these are running backs. Oh, I'm okay. Saying, I'm looking just strictly at running backs because when I said in my mind, I was like, Man, I wish he's a five star and just like some incredible. But there's no five star running backs. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I went and and I'm actually going to take some time and and maybe watch a few of these uh, a little bit later to see how it goes. But I didn't I, I didn't want to do that just yet because I didn't want to compare. I'm going to kind of maybe do it later. But but I I think he's I think he's fantastic. He's I think he's great for this offense. In as long as it, his body and his uh, it, it just translate like you were talking about to being mm. there a one step grab it and then go compared to getting three or four yards handoff and then kind of you know having a fullback or or that type of offense as long as that translates the the other part of him his speed and all that stuff is going to be nasty. I mean, can you imagine? You got you know we got four wide two and two. And we got some of the backers split a little bit, or there, maybe there's only one backer. Guys pick up some blocks, and it's just him, a linebacker, and then one safety. Dude, it's going to be mean, like the Vandy game last year. Jalen and Dylan take it 80 yards. Uh, the Missouri game uh, two, two years, years ago, yeah, where uh, Jabari, I believe it was, takes it 70. It's just like once you spread that out and you got someone who can make one dude miss or break one tackle – See ya. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, g- agreed. And so that's where I have envisions for, for him. Um, and I think, I think he could be, yeah, I think he could be really, really good uh, in this offense. I, I think Kyler from the guys that we've seen, um, 
I think he has the potential to probably be the best. I mean, he, he has potential to be better than a Jabari Small. So I'm talking about so far what we've seen kind of in the hype. I think he definitely has potential to be better than Jabari. Yeah. And that is a natural ability. Um, we love how Jalen Wright runs, but he's a different type of runner than Jalen Wright. Um, I think he's got more opportunity because of his God-given talents than a Dylan Sampson. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Dylan's a speedster. And it's like, Peyton's like, line, <laughs> like, line me up, bro. I'll, I'll race you. And he's much bigger. Um and, and, and then we have Cam Selden, who we're all excited about. Um, I would always say pump breaks when it's an orange or white game. And there's multiple people in front of him that are not playing in the game. Yeah. And and a guy who's maybe just now getting used to running back. Uh, but I'm just kind of talking down the future. I think, I think this is the one that probably has the most potential that we've seen so far in the past He's couple of years. The highest ceiling. Yeah. What do you, what do you think about that? I, I feel like I would agree. I think we've been in this kind of like, spot for a couple years of like smaller quick running backs and not necessarily a bigger guy or a um a punisher or i mean just like jabari jalen and dylan like they're all small compared to like the best running backs that came out of this this year b john robinson jamar gibbs like they're smaller than those guys um you know i agree with you with like that blue chip running back like Man, if we get like a Bryce Brown, like when Bryce Brown we oh. got in like 2009 uh, or yeah. 10, like that kind of guy who is just like they just an have absolute freak. Yeah, they just they just have it all. They, they have it have all. I mean, go back and watch Bryce Brown's highlight tape from high school. It is ridiculous. Go watch him. Go watch him when he was at UT, and then when he was on Monday Night Football with the Eagles, and everyone's like, "Who's this dude?" He got seventh round. It's like, well, this guy used to be the number one recruit in the nation. Yeah, it's that's the thing is like a Dylan and a Jabari kind of have their roles. Like they would be a role on another team. Uh, Jalen's bigger than than those two guys, and he runs harder, but he's more of a downhill power to speed he's not going to make too many wiggles if he's got a safety he's probably just going to lower his head and try to truck him instead of put some wiggle and then you got a Peyton who like I'm saying is the first one that we can see that can run someone over run by them maybe make them miss yeah for a running back it's can you do a little bit of everything uh and then something that we're not even talking about which we didn't see on here but can you can you pick up a blitz pickup you know yeah, what I mean? that um, I mean that's going to be huge. That that is that is such an understated part of the Hypel offense is running back pass protection and being able to take care of that quarterback because there's a lot of times where he just he'll say, "Hey, we got seven man protection, tied in running back. You're both staying in. I'm sending two guys on routes, and that's it." Yeah, and we're gonna throw it up. So it's like, all right, you guys got to step up. I mean, and we saw plenty of times where running backs did not step up and it ruined drives. So he already has an advantage with his size in pass protection. So take it, like go with that. You know, that was one of the, you know, you mentioned Derrick Henry, like that was one of the frustrating things with him. It was just like, dude, you're freaking huge. You are so much bigger than every guy that's blitzing. Like just pick him up, man. Yeah. 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 It should be easy. Yeah. Agreed, and um, so I don't know. I'm 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 excited. I, I'm excited, and um, it was just funny going through it because it was like, okay, awesome, blue chip, four star, okay, height, and then I go and I'm like, really good, 
not fair to him because I'm just wanting a first round draft draft pick. You know, that's how we are as fans, man. That's how we are. Is like, is this this the next Jamal Lewis? It's like, pipe down, Reed. Quit being an idiot here. Yeah. But but I think. Well, it's also like some of those guys that were the next and that were great. No one saw them as like, oh, this is going to be the greatest vol. Yeah. Like, nobody can tell me, like, Derek Barnett is going to break Reggie White's sack record when he was getting recruited. Like, yeah, nobody thought that, but he ended up doing it and he ended up balling for us. So it's just like, you really don't know. You're, you're, you're just speculating the, like, that's, that's all we're doing here. Uh, And hoping that, you know, his size, his ability, his speed translates. Well, let me ask you this. So I'm, I'm assuming the, uh, I guess death. I'm a yeah. I think Jalen Hurd is the last five star blue chip big prospect coming in at running back. You played with him, so how do you think that? I mean, what what, what do you when you think back about Jalen? Do you think he lived up to it? Do you think he was as good as you thought he was going to be coming in? He's a bigger guy. Like what? what what's your- uh, I honestly, I actually do think he lived up to. Okay. I mean. For a freshman, he came in and performed like he did. And, I mean, I saw that man do some impressive things. And he was a damn hard worker. Like, when I was there, like, I remember him and Ethan Wolf really, like, got into competition with each other. And they were pushing each other every day. Like, I'm going to squat more than you. I'm going to bench more than you. I'm going to be stronger than you. I'm going to be, you know. And they took it as, like, a friendly rivalry. Um and Jalen, the way he ran and how aggressive he was at times. And I'm just going to be honest. His freshman year, our offensive line was not that good. That was the first year I started. That's right after we lost everyone. We had to replace the entire offensive line. We weren't great. Like, we really weren't. We were letting up a lot of sacks. Like, we had a lot of young guys playing. Uh, and. Jalen did what he needed to do. Like he was over a thousand yard back. I, I I was very excited for Jalen's future. I really did think like, here's the next Tennessee running back to get taken early in the draft to, you know, show out. And then it was just when Alvin transferred, it was like, look at this icing on the cake. This is fun. Um, but I, I I really liked Jalen a lot. And I, I it sucks the way it ended. And you know, I wish I could have been there. I feel like I, you know, maybe could have done something, probably not, but it yeah, it just sucks the way it ended. But I thought I thought Jalen was gonna be, you know, that I thought he was gonna break records. I mean, the fact that he started as a freshman and then did very well, and like I was like, dude, this guy's gonna play. He's going to keep playing. He's going to get touches every game. Like, I could see him breaking records, being all SEC. Like, that's what I saw for him. So, yeah, it was just really disappointing when he was like, I'm not even going to play running back anymore. I was like, dude, I love you at running back. Like, you're the best. Like, I absolutely love blocking for that guy. I, um, so Jalen was obviously uh, a freak genetically. Uh, and had all the God-given tools and stuff. So I don't want it to come across wrong when I say maybe he got a little unlucky. But life's life's about timing and, un, and, and some luck. 
and it is crazy, bro, that he's at the University of Tennessee playing well and just so happens that not only a not only like an all like not not I'm not going to say one of the all-time, maybe one of the all-time better running backs transfers into the University of Tennessee, a guy who's been doing it for multiple years now at the NFL at the highest level. He's one of the best backs. I mean, he retired in a way, jokingly, Adrian Peterson, someone that some some will argue that Adrian Peterson is the greatest running back of all time, you know, top three, top five. And AK retired him basically because he showed up to, to uh, Saints camp and Sean Payton fell in love with him. And it's yeah. so, so AK is beyond good. I mean, he's special. And so it's a little unlucky. Um, you know, maybe if there's a different head coach there, uh, maybe it gets handled differently. And, and that's not a shot at Butch. I'm not saying that he handled it wrong. I mean, he was doing what he thought was the best thing. But maybe if there's a different coach there that can get both of them the rock and yeah. can get it's both like you of them. two five-star running backs. Yeah. What, I mean, what? what are you going to do with that? Right. It's wild, man. Wild. And so um, it, it's just it's just that's some pretty unlucky stuff for – for someone who was uh had a nice lottery ticket, you know, when he was born and and being such a dog athlete, so yeah, it's um, it, you know, not to get on a tangent about Jalen, but that that's pretty wild that it happened. Uh, I know it's like, and he had that whole year by himself. He was RB one, and he showed out, and he gained the trust of everybody on that team as like this guy can make a play when he needs to, like yeah. he can get those extra yards when we need them. Like, dude, I when we played Florida in Florida, he had some of the more impressive runs oh, I've ever seen. He, dude, he was, he was, it running. was ridiculous. It, it's just like that kind of stuff. It's like, I can't take this guy off the field. I can't, I yeah. cannot give it to somebody else when he's doing stuff like that. He ran so, so hard. Uh, he was, he was good. He'd blitz pick up. He would catch out of the backfield. Yeah, it's pretty wild how stuff like that happens, how a guy like that gets remembered because of how stuff ends. I actually understand why he said, I'm not going to play running back. Like, he's going to try to – I mean, he was trying to do it for his NFL career. I, I get it. I respect it. But uh, It's a little it, late. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> like, um, hey, sorry to you. You maybe should have made that decision in high school. It, it's it's too late now, bud. Like you're not going to be able to catch up to every other guy who's already been playing wide receiver their entire life. Yeah, yeah. You just you just can't. Yeah. Anyways, Peyton Lewis, super excited about it. Dejon Terry, uh, we're we're hoping for the best for you and your family. I hope he gets a good landing spot. Yeah. Last thing I'll say is I saw a couple things on on the Twitter sphere about some of these quotes. Some of these these recruits said this weekend. You know, you know, one being like, this is one of the best visits I've ever been to. That's mm-hmm. like, holy heck. And it's another one saying, you know, this set the bar really, really high type deal. And, uh, you know, the people there unmatched. It was awesome that Peyton, I saw the picture where Peyton's up with Hypo in the team meeting room in front of everybody. That is, that is, that is a cool moment for Peyton. And that is yeah. a, that's really nice as a head coach that you can say, this guy's a blue chip. He's a four-star. He's got offers to a ton of places. And he wants to come here. And he's standing in front of you telling you he's coming here and, like, let's congratulate him. So, all those things, I mean, we've always we, we've always said it. Tennessee recruits itself. But then when you got a guy in there that these players can trust, 
that they um, can not only trust him as a person and that he's probably going to try to do the best that he can for him and put him in good positions to succeed. He's also going to put him in a great position to succeed on game day. If yeah. you're if you're if you're not a me guy uh, about stats and stuff, and you want to win, he's going to give you a great shot to win. Um, you're going to play, in, you know, in front of the best fans and one of the best atmospheres. So we've always said Tennessee can recruit itself, but when you get a guy like that that you can trust and has a nice family atmosphere and and uh, it's 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 special. So uh, yeah, this this weekend felt a little different than uh, like you know, four or five years ago when we had that recruiting weekend and Butch got like 10 dudes to commit on the same day. <laughs> and then they all ended up decommitting. <laughs> it's just like, it was like, what the hell's going on? We got seven commits in one day. Like what? Yeah. This yeah. feels a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. That, that That's a little bit of that. Uh, maybe that uh, smoke and mirrors, little fake hype type stuff. Exactly. exactly. So, um, but uh, but yeah, that that that's cool, and uh, just just keep it going, uh, and see see what the boys can do over there. I love it. All right, man. Great pod. All right, thank you guys so much for watching and listening. If you are watching, please like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave a comment. We love the comments. If you're just listening, rate and review, download and re-download that podcast, and follow us on all those podcast platforms you might be listening. Also. Follow us on social media uh, at Pancakes and Bacon on Twitter for our main account at Pancakes and Bacon underscore RTI on Instagram. Um, and for Reed, you can follow him at, at RBacon26 on Twitter. Uh, for myself, you can follow me at, at Kyler Kerbison on all social medias. Uh, so check us out there and just really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for all your support. And as always, Go balls.